0: big guess the big picture afternoons with rob Breckenridge weekdays 12:30 to 3 7:70 chqr
1: i feel a certain sense of responsibility that you know this is something that i wanted to see through um, and you know when when the fire uh, the when the fire took place on saturday it was the first thing that came to my mind is is I'm very disappointed in the fact that we couldn't actually achieve the goal that we had for that area.
0: That's uh, Michael Brown, president of the CMLC, which uh, two years ago took ownership of the historic Enoch Sales House. This house had been sitting vacant for 20 years. Interestingly, did not have historic designation either from, from the city or the province. Despite its obvious his- historic significance. Uh, so it was, it was neglected. It, it was overlooked. And well, now it's it's all too late it had to be demolished over the weekend after catching fire. So what, what more could have been done perhaps to to save this one? Why was it significant? Well, joining us for some thoughts. please to welcome to the program. Josh Trapto, executive director of the Calgary Heritage Authority. Josh, thanks for joining us here today.
1: My pleasure, Rob. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. So what was your initial reaction when, when you heard about this?
1: Uh, it was it was really unfortunate uh, to see the house uh, burn down on Saturday uh, in the heritage community. It was kind of talked about that uh, if and when uh, we were going to lose Enoch Sales, it was probably going to do due to fire, and unfortunately, those fears were realized on Saturday. Um, and just goes to show how uh, this idea of demolition by neglect has re- really kind of led. Um, us to where we are today by losing the last 1904 uh, house in Victoria Park and the last one of that era in that neighborhood.
0: Yeah, talk about that—that that significance. I mean, you know, the the age of the home, the location of the home, the owner of the home. Why was it so important to this city's history?
1: Yeah, so it was built and lived in by uh, Mr. Enoch Sales, who was a well-known member in the community. He was a former captain of the militia. He was an executive member of the Alberta Rifle Association and uh, was also the owner of the... uh, sales clothing company um, for a very long time in the city of calgary and so um, in addition to it being his residence but also the fact that it was a very early and rare intact example of the free classic queen anne revival uh, made it significant for all of those pieces when victoria park was established as a neighborhood in the early 1900s with the um, expansion of the Victoria Pavilion and the agricultural grounds. Uh, That neighborhood really turned uh, into um, uh, a neighborhood of uh, of people similar to Mr. Sales. They were um, uh, they had their own companies. They were businessmen. Um, They were cattle ranchers. There was an alderman. So and then when Victoria Park kind of started to expand, and then in 1913, um, those folks who used to live there kind of moved away to other districts. Um, and then now we were then left with the, the last house still there.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, it kind of then, you know, in more recent years got caught up in, in, in some of the problems in that area. Right. Yeah. And, and so. Yeah. It, it, it you know, I mean that was unfortunate. That that's kinda of what came to that area, but there was the opportunity as as we're trying to, to make these improvements in the East Village and Victoria Park in particular, to, to have done the same with this with this historic house.
1: Yeah, and, and there was lots of opportunities over the last decade, um, just doing some research over the weekend and finding news articles and, and that kind of stuff from 2011, you know, saying that the house will be saved. It's going to be moved onto to the park beside it, Enoch Park, and it'll be part of the hotel development that uh, is going to be built on that piece of land. And for whatever reason, that, that never happens. So I can't necessarily fault, you know, CMLC, in terms of what happened, you know, yes, more could have been done, but when they bought the house two years ago, it was in that dilapidated state, so I think the questions that need to be asked is, like, why wasn't this a priority two years ago when it was purchased? Um, you know, if, if funding was such a big deal, why was the heritage community not made aware of this sooner? Uh, I think there's a, a lot more questions than there are answers right now in terms of, of why this happened and how this happened, but I'm also hopeful that Turning a very negative situation into something positive by hopefully not having something like this happen again um, with this whole demolition by neglect that happened to the Enoch sales.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe the time to do something was a long time ago, but was it was it still feasible? Do you think even at this point in 2019 to to save it? I mean, it probably would have had to have been moved, right?
1: Yes, it, uh, that was. The, I mean, that was the plan back in 2011. Was to move it um, to the park next door to make room for development. And the fact that it was still, you know, very much going to be in its historical context uh, was a good idea. It was either that or lose it. Um, like you said uh, earlier, it wasn't. It wasn't designated either municipally or provincially, and that was a choice of previous owners to not designate it uh, as a municipal historic resource. Had it been designated um, either a provincial or municipal uh, resource, it would have been eligible for grants and that kind of stuff. But outside of that, there's not really a lot of incentives um, for... For property owners that own heritage, there's no tax abatement program like Toronto has where you get 50% back up to an eligible amount of the work that you put into your house. The United States has a, a federal tax credit that has turned, um, you know, economic development in the billions when it comes to heritage. So Canada is really lacking when it comes to, to incentives tools and just our legislation is extremely outdated in order to actually do something uh with something that is considered heritage.
0: Right and and you know unfortunately we we've seen this before right we've had other heritage structures lost in in similar manner.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we almost lost the uh, the McHugh House when it was owned by the Catholic Diocese, and they were wanting to uh, basically use the land uh, that it was on as uh, development land, and they said to the city, like, you have to move it. Here's a dollar, and so the city had to move it to Humpty Hollow Park, um, and so that's what happened. Um, you know, there there's there was the fire at the Lougheed Building um, back in 2000, and I mean, that structure wasn't terrible. There was um, the fire at the Lorraine Building building uh, on, on 11th Avenue, or sorry, 12th Avenue. So we've seen these kind of fires and, and, and buildings that have been lost um, to development and all of that kind of stuff. And really it's, it's because there's there's really no incentives for owners to, to keep heritage around. And so hopefully we can start to have those conversations about what kind of tools and what kind of incentives can we use that will encourage people to maintain their heritage buildings
0: yeah, this could maybe be a bit of a, a wake up call that if we're you know if we're not careful, if we don't take the steps ahead of time, that you know we end up dealing with these kinds of situations, right?
1: Absolutely. In in my mind, the demise of the Enoch sales house is totally preventable had the project or the tools been in place that would have incentivized previous owners to either designate it, to incorporate it as part of part of a development, whatever it is. We would have then had a used programmable space, um, you know, that wasn't just a a derelict making building that, you know, somebody needed to use because it was so cold on that weekend. So I think there's lots of things um, that could have been done in the past that likely possibly could have helped prevent. Uh, what we saw on the weekend, but here we are today, so I'm hopeful that we can use this as a learning, opportun- learning opportunity and look at what it takes to conserve our heritage today and not tomorrow, because as we've seen on the weekend, tomorrow is sometimes too late.
0: Indeed. Uh, much more at CalgaryHeritageAuthority.com. Josh, thanks for making some time for us here today. appreciate this. My pleasure, Rob. Thanks so much right, for having me. All right, take care. Uh, Josh Trapto is executive director of the Calgary Heritage Authority. So, their thoughts, uh, you know, their sadness, their regrets over uh, the neglect that this building uh, suffered through, and now the fact that it's, it's gone. It's still, you know, I mean, at this point, it would have been difficult to, to have moved it and restored it, but it could have been done, at least prior to this weekend. But here's a text that says, with regard to the house burning down, the Enoch sales house, it would have taken a stupid amount of money to move and restore, even if it was a dedicated historic building. The perfect time to act was probably 40 years ago, not to allow it to become the eyesore and drug addict magnet that it's been for decades. This news comes as no surprise. Yeah, and I think there's a lot to that. All right, 974-8255 is our number, 974-TALK. We are back with more right after this.